Hello, Rundown Nation. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. Had some exciting games last week, and holy crap, the slate this week is juicy. I love it. It's going to be a fun week for DFS, um, for sure. Uh, I'm just looking at the slate. It's so much fun. Lots of good pricing. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. There's a lot of good games, a lot of conference playoffs or conference championships and playoff implications this week, uh, which always make it fun this time of year. Uh, Walt, let's start off with a little DraftKings uh, story. Putting the business on everybody, scoring the most we've seen in a rundown league yet uh, with 216.75. Uh, he had Oconqua. I got the name right this time. Well, I looked it up. I had to listen for it. It was Oconqua, the tight end from from Maryland, plus the Tonga Vailoa stack we talked about, Wall. Uh, scored him 59.8 points for 169 for points. Pretty good by story there. Listen to the rundown. Taking the advice. Yeah, I don't know if that was the case, Woj. He's probably listened to an actual podcast about college football that knew what they were talking about, and they ended up saying the same thing we said. That's probably what happened, if I had to guess. Yeah, uh, if you did the full stack that we talked about uh, with Rakeem Jarrett, that was 175 per point then. I actually did that. I did another multi-entry tournament, made money this week. Thankfully, but uh, my top team was 233.3 with that triple stack in there. I also picked up uh, Charlie Kohler in that in that lineup too, who we talked about at 27.6 points. So this is turned into the Wojen Wall tight end rundown wall. I don't have any tight ends, Woj. Who the, who the hell I got a tight end in this? I don't. I'm not dumb enough to put a tight end in my DraftKings fantasy. No way. Well, if you were dumb enough and you did it last week, you probably would have made some money, Wall, or maybe even took story for. Uh, for that first place, but uh, in the season long, the average placement, you and Story are now tied at 2.25, and then I am in third at 2.8. So right behind you guys, nipping on your tails finally. Uh, Story is still leading in the overall points wall, but listen to this. Over eight weeks on the average, 10.66 points he's leading you by, and you have 1,000 319. That is, uh, that's pretty tight there, Wall. I don't like it. It's too tight, Woj. I got to pick it up. I guess I'm going to have to review what you're saying tonight. A lot of times when you're talking, I don't listen, but maybe I'll have to listen to our episode, you know, tomorrow and actually listen to what you're saying. Cause I got, I got to keep, keep ahead of this guy, Woj. I can't, I can't let him win the rundown. If he wins this league, I mean, God. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the ramifications. Yeah, it's it's not good. It's not good. I am in third with one, two, two, five point one. Um, speaking of uh, the league and uh, overall placements, uh, still need to get Walrus's info so we can get him one of those sweet koozies, Wall. Um, if he could get us uh, his contact information address if he wants to or a P.O. box or something, I don't care what, uh, so we can mail it to him. That would be great. You don't have to, but just an option. Uh, leave it out there again. Thank you for listening, Walrus, and everyone else, uh, and participating in the league. It's been uh, fun so far, and it's going to be a fun uh, last uh, couple weeks here. Well, Wolf, right, even well, outside of that, we got some football games this week. I mean, I'm not liking the Lions football. a lot this week, Woj, but we got some games to watch. It's going to be exciting. Games last week were exciting, too. Yeah, it was. And we'll start off with some of the games from last week. While Georgia ended up winning 41-17 to over Tennessee. While 
I said 41 to 17. They let 17 points happen. How did that happen, Wall? I don't know, man. The score was tied at one point. I, I think it was 17-17, and I, I saw it. I'm like, man, I got to turn it on that game. Five minutes later, it seemed like they were up 41-17, so I, I don't know how it happened. I wasn't watching much of the game. I can't remember what game was on during that, but, I mean, Georgia won the game. Tennessee, not a great team, but you're right. They scored 17 against Georgia. Yeah, uh, Georgia's getting soft. You know, defense giving up what? too many points They're over there. Seven, yeah. Are you crazy? I think soft is your knowledge uh, on college football. How can you say a team like that's getting soft, Woj? I'm, They're most I'm just kidding, the well, I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm just right. kidding. Georgia is back. by far the best team. <laughs> Tennessee just put up 17 on them. I don't know what to say. But uh, speaking about another good team and a team that rolls towards the end of the season here, Wall, like they do always, Ohio State. Ended up beating Purdue 59-31. to 31. You know, in my pick with Purdue, I, that they did what I expected them to do point-wise, getting the 31. But, man, Ohio State just turned on the Jets, and they fired. Uh, 624 total yards offense. C.J. Stroud threw for 300, or 361, five TDs, no interceptions. While Ohio State's offense is starting to really throttle in and, and, uh, and do pretty well. They are, man. There, there's some teams that are going to have – trouble stopping what you just said the Ohio State offense and Ryan Day every year man this team come end of the year they are ready they are in prime form to be called one of the top teams of the nation definitely top four teams of the nation right now but I mean they have an argument right now I think Woj for the second best team in the nation even though they have that loss to Oregon they didn't look so good at the time but I mean they they are a good team and Ryan Day every time of the year this time of the year he has his team ready and they're ready they are. They are. It. They looked phenomenal. Uh, another game from a couple weeks ago, the Wake Forest. Remember the Wake Forest UNC game wall? Uh, we talked about that one on the rundown. They there was a 1,161 yards. It was like a DFS dream. I thought that'd be probably one of the you know highest output offenses, offensive games of the year. But I was wrong, wall. Uh, Florida and Samford put up. 1,247, Florida won 70 to 52, which what seemed like a basketball game. Uh, just for a little note on that, Florida's basketball game or basketball team has played two games so far. They scored 76 and 72, so pretty close to a uh, Florida basketball game. Wall. Hey, I think Florida just beat Florida State in basketball. Well, they're they're a team to watch this year. They're really improving. Florida State's a good team in their own right, but when we're talking college football, this game was an anomaly. This Florida Sanford game. I mean, did you expect they were going to put up 52 on Florida? Well, did, did anyone expect that in the nation? No, neither did Vegas. So uh, this yeah. hit the over. That's, this hit the over pretty easily. That's insane. That's a lot of yards. I have Emory Jones on my year-long fantasy team, which it doesn't matter now because I'm sitting the sidelines, riding the pine, watching the champs go at it in the tournament. But I have Emory Jones on my fantasy all year year long, and he I think he scored 60-something. It was incredible. I mean, a lot of offense, like you said. It was just really kind of a misnomer that Sanford got that many points on the Gators. And then another one that's just kind of out there while Kansas ended up beating Texas 57-56. to 56. Kansas gets its second win, Wall. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I hate that it happened against Texas. You know I'm a Longhorn fan, Woj. You know that. But, I mean, oh, okay. they, it came. They beat them. It was surprising. We're just talking about a misnomer with Samford, you know, putting that many up against Florida. Kansas goes out and beats Texas. And I mean, it was a game. They're battling back and forth. Kansas was up big most of the game. T 
Texas came back at the end. You thought, oh, man, Texas is coming back. They're just going to take it to Kansas right now. They're going to win this game. Did not happen, Roach. It did not happen. Kansas got their second one on the season. Yeah, uh, we talked about it in the season Big 12 uh, preview in the mini episode at the beginning of the season in the rundown. Uh, you, the Kansas was, a, I think, a 1.5 or a 1 over under at the time. You picked the over. Story didn't want to pick, but he just picked the over because it's 1. Uh, they th- thought they'd at least win two games. I took the under because, you know, they won their game that I thought they'd win, and this is not one of the games I think they'd win. So uh, I did take the under, so I'm, that's a loss for me right there. I, I lost. Uh, but <laughs> good for Kansas. Yeah. Uh, good for their team. I'm sure they were they were pumped on that one, Wall. I didn't have them a loss in this one, Wall. I'm not gonna lie to that. But I just I took the over because you know you got a team to win two games on the season. You just just do it. Take the over if you have to pick. And as we did in the beginning of the season, we had to pick. So I'm glad we could make some money maybe for someone on that one. But in this game, the real story, Woj, Jared Casey. You know somebody that never had played offense before in college football. He comes on the field. He's playing offense for him. He gets the game-winning touchdown for Kansas. Basically a walk-off-the-field touchdown. Incredible. He's getting NIL deals now, Woj. Somebody's name we've never heard of. This is what's so (laughs) cool about college football, man. This dude is getting NIL NIL deals. Applebee's and Lewis Automotive, Woj. He's shooting ads at Applebee's a couple days after he gets this touchdown. I mean, this is a practice squad guy, essentially, on the offense anyways. And he's shooting ads at Applebee's two days later because he gets his touchdown. This is why college football is so exciting. He's from a town called Plainville. They have 1,800 population, Woj, 1,800 people in that town. Guess how many stoplights they have in that town, Woj? I'm going to guess any. zero. Zero. Yeah, they have zero. Maybe, maybe, maybe some gravel roads, too. <laughs> gravel roads, baby. A couple stop signs. That's it. Maybe a bunch of yield signs. They're honoring him at a basketball game. This dude made his life <laughs> off that touchdown. They changed, Woj. They changed one of the speed limit signs in Plainville to 47. 47 miles an hour because that's his number. That's actually, I think it was Photoshop, but it's still cool. But, I, man, the story of the game, Jared Case, that's why I love college football, Woj. Stories like yeah. that, man, they really make it. Uh, props to Kansas for getting that second win. Unfortunately, it was uh, 50, or it was to Texas. I don't know if anybody watched the uh, SEC short for this this week, but uh, at the end of it, it's it gets kind of funny with a Texas and uh, a bunch of casts there in Oklahoma wheeling them around, and they're they're applying for their loss, their L loss. So um, it, it's kind of funny. I love SEC shorts. It's it's a funny series. Uh, probably about as much as I like Mike Leach's uh, press conferences. But we'll get on to this week's games. First one off the bat is a doozy. We talked about this one in the preseason top 10 games to watch. It's Iowa State, who's 6-4, and four, at number 13, Oklahoma, who's 9-1 and one at 11 a.m. on Fox. Well, yeah, baby. 6-4, and four, Woj. 6-4. and four. Iowa State's got four losses on the season. I don't know that I would have expected that in the beginning of the season for the fact I know I didn't expect that. I mean, they're playing Oklahoma now though. Oklahoma lost that one last week. Oh my goodness. Everybody was all up in arms, but you know what? Some people saw that coming. They knew it was going to come. And I'm not trying to, you know, brush that dirt off my shoulder, Woj, but you know, you knew Oklahoma was going to drop one playoff committee's happy about it. This game, Iowa state plus four over under 60 and a half. You want to take that money line. You want to say, Hey, Oklahoma, they're going to drop two in a row. Plus 150, put down a hundo, you're getting 150 in this one, Woj. 
Well, uh, you you pinned it on the head with we didn't think Iowa State would have four losses here, but they got a little depressed after that that first loss to uh, to our boys over over in Iowa City. Well, big loss, Woj. We can't even call that a loss. Did they show up to that game? Because we smoked. <laughs> well, Iowa style, anyways. We smoked them, Woj. We did. The thing about it is, and I think the Big 12 is under a little bit of a transition here. Well, like we, we the, we've seen the Big 12 for all these years. And this is now I'm going to say this and you can record we're recording. This is why I've respected Iowa State for all these years in the Big 12, because they didn't play Big 12 football. They played uh, they played defense. They played good line of scrimmage football on both sides of the ball. And more teams are doing that in the Big Ten now. You look at a team like West Virginia, who's one of the teams that beat Iowa State, and they're they're playing both sides of the ball better than what these teams are doing on offense. So, uh, you know, I, th- I guess it's props to the other Big 12 schools for, you know, taking initiative, putting some recruiting into their lines and getting their defensive and offensive lines a little bit better and not just their quarterback and wide receiver and running back play. So I think that's the reason. Um, it's a little bit of anomaly with four losses. I think Iowa State's better than that. Um, but there's only two games left in that top preseason top ten games to watch wall, and, and this is one of them. The other one is Ohio State-Michigan, uh, which is next week, uh, which is going to be huge for the Big Ten, I'm sure. Uh, but this game doesn't mean as much as we originally thought with those four losses for Iowa State. It, it means a lot for Oklahoma, especially after that loss last week to Baylor. Uh, if they ha- basically have to win this game to to keep going and have a chance at the the Big 12 championship game, uh, we we might need to add a game to Wall for next week. Uh, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. That's going to be a a doozy, Wall. Yeah, I mean that's going to be bedlam, baby, bedlam. But I I'm looking forward to that Oklahoma Oklahoma State game. Like you kind of said, I, this game doesn't mean as much. I, I really think Oklahoma is going to take this one. Iowa State's getting four points though. I'm not going to. You know, I'm not going to take it either way as far as gambling goes, as far as putting money on this one. I'll stay away from it. But I do think Oklahoma's going to get that bounce back, and then I think they're going to have to get ready for that big one next week, Oklahoma State. Uh, as far as DFS goes, you know, Caleb Williams or Spencer Rattler, I'm done picking and caring about the overpriced quarterback that does nothing for Oklahoma. Uh, the, the Oklahoma offense runs on a week-to-week basis. It, it, one week they'll do great, one week they'll do terrible. It's it, it just it's too up and down, too sporadic. I'm not going to take my chances on it, even in a 20 man ro- 20 uh, team roster. I, I'm not going to do it. I'm done doing it. But well, Iowa State, you know, the most cons- one of the most consistent players in college football is Charlie Kohler, the tight end for Iowa State, and we've talked about this so many times in the rundown. He's 4,500 this week. You can't miss it. If you're playing cash games, that's that's guaranteed money for you right there. Just take it, put them on your roster. Uh, gosh, a double up cash game. I don't care what you do. That that that's a guaranteed 4,500. Scored 27.6 last week. He's the staple of an Iowa State offense. Brees Hall or not Brees Hall? Excuse me. Brock Purdy loves him. So, uh, please, please, if you're doing a cash game, start Charlie Kohler at 4,500. Wall. Well, you know I'm not. I'm not putting a tight end in my DFS team. Get real, Woj. You can say please as many times as you want. No tight ends on this team. Nope, nope, nope. All right, Wall. You can keep losing money. Maybe Story will will end up beating you. Uh, <laughs> number seven, Michigan State. Nine and one. 
coming off that loss last week. At number four, Ohio State, 9-1, and one, 11 a.m. on ESPN, Wall. Yep, yep. Well, this is going to be a good one. You know what? I don't know what these lines makers are talking about. Ohio State minus 19. Well, they're saying this is not going to be a good one, so they are Ooh. disagreeing with me. Over under a 68 and a half. That's pretty high for the Big Ten. I mean, they're thinking Ohio State's going to be getting a lot of those points, Woj. Michigan State, get this. If you want to lay Michigan State, you put down $100, Woj, you're going to get $750 back. $650 of that is profit, plus $650 on the money line. My goodness, they are not giving any respect to this Michigan State team. And I will say, for those of you that are thinking what I'm thinking, like, Wow, this is a good Michigan State team really getting no respect. I wouldn't bet that money line, Woj. I would just take Michigan State plus 2,500 for the Big Ten title game because if they win this one, they're going to be in really good position to win that. If they don't win it, you can hedge out the next two games anyways, better than those 650 odds. But still, this number is high, Woj. I think it's going to be a better game than the number shows. Sorry, well, I'm, I'm – putting my bet in for Michigan State to win the, the, the title. Uh, but it's that, that's a great idea. I mean, you know, Michigan State, and the reason it's 19, Wall, is Michigan State secondary has been absolutely atrocious this year. One of the worst in college football. We talked about them being worse than Duke. Well, they're still worse than Duke. They're the worst team in college football against the pass. Or in FBS, excuse me. The worst team in FBS against the pass, uh, which is which is awful. Um, and especially when you're going to go to a team like Ohio State who just rolled Purdue 59 to 31 and threw for 361 yards, five TDs and zero interceptions against a Purdue defense, which is better in the secondary than Michigan State. So I, I, I get it wholeheartedly. I, I, I would take Ohio State easily minus 19 in this one in my minds. Um, I, I'm interested to see what that first half line is. And then this is probably what I'm going to take for sure. But, you know, speaking of Michigan state, you know, Mel Tucker, the coach over there, he always gets them ready for the big game. They played Michigan really tough, but he actually just got a 10 year, $95 million contract extension. Well, 10 years, 95 million. That's a little bit of coin every season. But yeah, he's going to be one of the top paid coaches in college football. And you know what? Mel Tucker's done a pretty good job. Uh, I'm not going to say he hasn't. He's done a pretty good job. They've done well. It's a different kind of Michigan State team. And I, I like how he acts and how he works the football team. He's he's a very, uh, I want to say proper is the word, but a very almost military rigorous type of coach where he, he's set schedules. You're doing this. You're, we're doing this and we're doing that. He's recruited well, Wall. Well, he's a pretty smart guy. He's getting that extension before the Ohio State game, Woj. So I'll give him credit on that. Yeah, I mean, for for one of the one of the guys is Kenneth Walker. You know, other people didn't want to play Kenneth Walker. He is a transfer in, and look what he's doing now. I mean, that's uh, it's awesome to see what Kenneth Walker's done, and Mel Tucker's a big part of that. But uh, you know, Ohio State's on firewall. Even though their D is not playing very well, their offense is – this is the point where that offense overtakes the defense. Yeah, they give up a couple points here and there, but your offense is just going to outperform them. And DFS is going to be no different. I mean, if you're looking at winning a DFS this week, you're looking at this game and licking your chops for the 
pass game and receivers, the quarterback receivers for Ohio State, because this is a dream for them. I mean, C.J. Stroud is 9,500 this week. This is going to be an easy game for him against a bad secondary. They played a better secondary in Purdue last week and put up all those crazy numbers. It's only going to get worse this week, uh, DFS-wise and point-wise, for C.J. Stroud. So, I mean, Michigan State secondary is just extra fuel in the gas-guzzling Ohio State offense at the, at the point. And then if we want to look at receivers to kind of pair that up with, you had Garrett Wilson who just came back last week after sitting, sitting a game out. And he's only 6,800. The thing about it is, is like the Ohio State receiving core is probably the best in the nation. You have Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and then you have Smith not, or Najuba. All right. Again, just I got Okanoa uh, right this week. I got to get something wrong, right? Well, yeah, just say Smithy. We'll call him Smithy Wood. Okay, so Smithy. So Wilson was out last week versus Nebraska, came back versus Purdue, caught 10 of 11 passes for 54.7 DraftKings points. And while I don't know if you watched that game, some of those passes and some of those catches were just awesome. It was NFL level stuff. Uh, so. I love him this week. Alave gets the more more targets throughout, you know, on average throughout the season. He's 6,400. Uh, Smithy is 7,900. So Smithy is obviously coming off the back-to-back strong performances. But this is one of those things where you can take a triple stack here. I wouldn't quite go with all of them. But, uh, you know, taking Alave, a guy who's getting consistent, consistent targets, and then you take a Wilson, who has just looked insane last week. And and you take Stroud, C.J. Stroud, and I think you're going to do well this week. For one of my lineups or multiple of my lineups, this is going to be a part of it. But I can guarantee you for every single one, if I do a 20, game, or 20 roster multi-entry this weekend, every single one of those lineups is going to have Ohio State wide receiver in it, for sure. Because they're just playing against a team that it gives up, for instance, let's talk about this. They give up 70.1 points to wide receivers and tight ends and DraftKings on average per week. So why not? It just the stats are there. They're yelling at you're screaming at. Take me. Let's go. Let's win some money. So Ohio State is the those are the guys you're going to want to key in on this week. Well, I love your picks. I I want to I'm going to see if I get that triple stack done myself. I did a lave last week in our DFS. He did, he did all right for me, but yeah. I mean that triple stack this week that says. Woo, that's juicy, Woj. That's like a Wendy's triple right there. I'm going to try to get it on mine. That's one thing I'm going to do. <laughs> All right. Uh, this week we also have SMU, who's 8-2, and two, at number 5 Cincinnati, who's 10-0, 2.30 p.m. on ESPN wall. Man, this is a game, Woj. We knew it would be a game, though, in the beginning of the season. This is yeah. nothing that's striking us as, oh, my goodness, it's a game. Because we, we expected that. Cincinnati in this one, minus 10.5, over under of 65. SMU plus 350 all week everybody's been talking about how cincinnati has to prove themselves well it's like you know that that having that goose egg on your record that doesn't prove yourself right you got to crush teams you got to bury them you got to embarrass them you know if you're cincinnati that's what everybody's been talking about on this one so i i don't know i don't know that they're going to do that smu is a good football team they only got two losses on the season they can score their defense is you know decent but nothing to write home about i just think that it's going to really get into the players' minds, more importantly, the coaches' minds, about how Cincinnati does have to prove themselves. So I think they're going to open up the playbook a bit. I don't know that I'm going to take the over on the game because maybe they do end up 
smashing SMU. But one thing that we don't talk about very often, Woj, but I'm going to take a team total. I think I'm going to take Cincinnati 38.5 as the over-under on Cincinnati to score themselves. I think I'm going to take the over on that Cincinnati because I, I do think they're going to open up that playback, playbook, come out firing. And I will say this, Woj, Cincinnati – you know, they're, they're, their team, the playoff committee, does not want to win this game. They, the SMU has 13 new fans this week, let me tell you, because there's 13 members on the playoff committee. They're all going to be cheering for SMU, I'm guessing, Woj. Uh, they, they are. Um, <laughs> you know, the thing is, like, Cincinnati hasn't played very well uh, down the stretch here, and they haven't had those big wins that you talked about, those blowout wins. But the other thing about it is, too, is Cincinnati really hasn't played a quarterback this season. You know, they've they've gotten 16 interceptions and only allowed six TDs, but they, they but they really haven't played anybody well. Who have they played? Jake Cohen is probably one of the best they've played, maybe, from Notre Dame, who, who really down the stretch here hasn't been that good, and they've, they've had quarterback controversy at Notre Dame. Uh, Tulane's Michael Pratt, who was very good, didn't play during the Tulane game. UCF's Dylan Gabriel didn't play when they played UCF. Uh, Indiana's Michael Penix Jr. We we're from Big Ten country. Well, he's he's not that good. Iowa made him sit in the third quarter, early in the third quarter, from how many times we picked him off. So I mean, Jay Cohen was probably the best quarterback they played. They're gonna have to play the boy that you talked about last week and did really well last week, by the way, and has done well all season. And SMU's Tanner Morticelli. I mean, he's gonna be a real test for that Bearcats D. I, I don't necessarily think SMU can win this game or maybe they can but i think it's going to be a lot closer than what people think especially the way cincinnati's played the last couple weeks well i don't, I don't disagree well i think we're kind of saying the same thing with by saying everything's but uh, mordecai he's going to be he's going to be it's going to be tough cincinnati's going to have to stop him they're going to have to find a way to stop him from rolling out and getting those extra seconds to find a receiver that broke open at the last second it's going to be a difficult thing for cincinnati to do and that's one of the reasons that i'm just i'm you know i'm going to stay away from the spread because i don't know that cincinnati does cover the spread or even wins that game altogether but i'm just going to take that team total over because i do think they're going to you know up the pace they're gonna have to keep up with this smu mordecai throwing down the field so they are gonna have to score themselves so that's why i specifically like this play on this one which is you know it's not something i don't think we've talked about at all this season which is a, a team total over yeah no it's 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 it hasn't and i really think smu has the tools they need to overcome a cincinnati defense it's just it, what can jerome ford and uh, desmond ritter do on on the Cincinnati side to overcome that. And that's more yeah. what, what I'm really afraid of overall in the end and that spread and, and all that. So it's, uh, it's going to be a good game to watch no matter what. I'm going to be uh, excited to watch that 2:30 on ESPN. Um, I did mention just a mistake. The Michigan state, Ohio game, Ohio state game is 11 AM on ABC. I said ESPN, ABC is an ESPN company, but uh, I, d I just wanted to reiterate that it's not an ESPN. It's on ABC. This game is the two 30 game on ESPN wall, but let's move on. We got some night game action here. We got number three, Oregon nine and one at number 23, Utah nine and three big test here for Oregon and big pack 12 implications here. Yeah, we got two ranked pack 12 teams. I mean, that's, that's kind of an anomaly in itself, which I, but this is, <laughs> and if you, if you were an outsider to college football right now and you, you kind of paid attention to it, you didn't really pay attention to it. When I tell you this spread, you're going to, you're going to jump off your seat. Like what, what is going on? But we got Utah Woj as the favorite minus three in this game over under a 59 
Oregon plus 135. In some books, I will say, I don't want to say who, but some books have a really bad line on this money line, Oregon, you know, down in the plus 115 area. So make sure you're shopping around if you're taking Oregon and that money line. But this game itself, Woj, it's going to be a schlobber knocker, baby. I'm excited for it. Over under a 59 really gets me thinking, Woj. It gets me thinking. We haven't talked unders this year. I'm a big under guy because a lot of people there, hey, bet the over, you know, life's too short, you know, bet the over. I, I say life's too short, you know, bet the under. You want to make money. Life's too short to lose money. And this year too, Woj, unders, it's it's pretty crazy. Unders are coming in 53 to 54% of the time. That's that's a big number. That's something to think about. So I, I don't, maybe the under in this one. I don't know if I'll lay money on it, but I definitely am going to be laying money on Oregon. Utah's losses this year, Woj. BYU. San Diego State, Oregon State. How about those teams? I mean, two non-Pac-12 <laughs> losses. Are you kidding me yeah. at that, Woj? Is that right? Uh, it's it's right. And, you know, the thing about it is in those games is they allowed more than 200 rushing yards in every single one of those games, which in all the one all the games they've won, they, they've stopped the run. In those games, they couldn't. And this is going to be a big test for that defense because guess what? Oregon likes to run the ball. Well, so does Utah, but... Oregon likes to run the ball, and they've done proficiently so far this season. I think they're two in the 230 range uh, per game, and I think 3.5 or 3.1, somewhere in between there, uh, per carry. Uh, so, I, I mean, the, this is going to be a tough test for Utah. Utah does lead, though, the Pac-12 in sacks allowed and sacks. So that's another thing to think about. They have 31 sacks and 10 sacks allowed. Now, I know Oregon's got some special guys back there on defense. Well, probably guys that are going to go in the first five picks in the NFL draft. We won't name names right now, but you all know who I'm talking about. But they've only allowed four sacks since Cameron Rising became quarterback, which was eight games ago. Well, four sacks in eight games. So this Utah front line, and games are lost and won in the front lines on defense and offense, is playing pretty good. The thing Oregon has the advantage here, though, is they've had 20 turnovers to Utah's 12. Uh, the, the Oregon defense, defense, I think, overall is better. I think they're going to get some sacks in this game for sure. That 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 sack number is not going to hold up because the Oregon defense is just too good. Uh, the thing about it is, is who's going to run the ball better? It, it's Thomas versus Die. You, you mentioned it right there. I mean, it, it, who's going to run the ball better? It's going to be a, a gritty game. I like the undercall because just just for that gritty factor. I, I I love this game. I'm so excited to watch it. It's going to be a cool Pac-12 game that, I mean, I haven't been excited for a Pac-12 game like this in a long time, Well, No, it's going to be real exciting, Woj. Die versus Thomas, Brown versus Rising. I mean, it's going to be a fun one to watch. Even if you're not a Pac-12 fan, man, turn it on, you know, watch the game. Oregon, you know, their defense, you mentioned, is a good team. They're only giving up 22.6 points in the game, you know, on the season, which I, I don't know how you give up 0.6 of a point, but that's what the stats say. So, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's going to be a good game, Woj. It's going to be like a, a Big Ten game. Utah, I'm a big fan of Utah normally, too. They're, the Utes are one of my favorite teams, but I just, I like Oregon in this one, Woj. I, I really do. Yeah, uh, Dye's been just so impressive the last couple of games and how they've utilized him with Brown. Ever since we talked about it on the rundown many weeks ago, where where they kind of changed their philosophy and, and how they're going to pass the ball and how they're going to get Dye the ball. And it's worked out for them, and they've done really well. Uh, can't wait to watch that game. Oregon has evolved uh, into one of my favorite teams this year, even though they're 
I don't believe they're necessarily number three. I think Ohio State's definitely a better team than they are, even with the loss as of right now. But uh, Oregon is definitely one of my favorite teams. I think they should have a playoff spot in my heart of hearts wall. But we're going to get on to our last week's Wojen Wall Pick'em. Wall, you had UAB. That was a big win. I had Purdue. We already talked about that. That was a loss. Ohio State turned on the gas pedal a little bit too much there. This week, Wall, who you got? Well, this week I was thinking about uh, maybe taking Eastern Michigan. What do you think, Will? Are you going to let me take Eastern Michigan? I'm not letting you take Eastern Michigan, Wall. <laughs> As we're talking, it's a Wednesday night and the Eastern Michigan game's over. <laughs> yes. That was a good game yes. last night, Will. Yes, they, they it played was. Well. Yeah, they they, they well did. I hey, I love I love my Eastern Michigan, but yeah, that's that's cheating wall. You can't do that for the Wojen Wall pick'em. Well, that's what most of these podcasts probably do. You never know what, but no, I'm gonna. You know what? I that's what I do every week, Woj. I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is. You know, go Ducks. Oregon plus three and a half. I'll be taking the money line in this one too, Woj. I just you know I like the Ducks. I like them in this game. Putting the money on them. Put your money where your mouth is, Woj. Hey, well I'm gonna here, here's. So listen, I'm five and six on the season, not doing good. You're you're kicking my ass here, and that's good. That's good for the fans. But I need to get a win. I need to stop playing for hot teams. I need to start playing for what makes sense, right? Well, Michigan minus 14 and a half versus Maryland makes sense. I bet Maryland. I I was I I actually even took them last week, Wall, but that was a stupid mistake. Maryland is a team who when they play above 500 teams is 0-5, and and the average margin of a team is 28 wall. Do you think Michigan is one of those above average teams and above 500 teams wall in your mind? I I think Michigan's one of the top four teams in the nation. So yes, Uh, I I don't disagree with you on that. I think this is 14 and a half is, is low. I think it should be a 20 and I like Michigan. And I almost would even tease that higher. I'm not going to do that because that jinxed me last week. But 14 and a half for Michigan is a godsend for me. That gets me back to 500. Let's go Michigan minus 14 and a half. Wall. Hey, I'll follow you this week, Will. And I, you know what? I'm I don't like that hook. I really don't. And I don't like the look ahead factor for you know who they're playing next week. I'm sure. Oh most yeah, of the they're going to be thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, it's definitely going to be in the back of the head. That's two things that worry me, but, you know, you took it for your pickup, so I'm going to put a little bit of cash on it no matter what. I, I just think Michigan, we're talking about, I'd said they're one of the top four teams in the nation, Wojen. It, I think there was some argument, actually. Did you watch the uh, the when they do the playoff committee, the reveal the rankings? Oh, yeah. Did you watch they were them? bitching about Michigan and Michigan State and where they were in the rankings. And yeah. I think and it's they, right, Wall. Michigan should be ahead of Michigan State. I, I think, yeah, and it doesn't matter, for one, because we're going to find out who wins the Big Ten, and that's all that really matters. But they're complaining about how Oregon was ahead of Ohio State, you know, and Oregon had that head-to-head win against Ohio State. But Michigan was ahead of Michigan State, and Michigan State had the head-to-head win. And they're saying that was a travesty because of the rankings. But one thing they didn't catch, Woj, is that when Michigan lost, they lost a really close game in Lansing. I mean, really close game. If you watch the football game, if you're not one of these talking heads that's just out there, you know, looking at the box score, you would know that that was a really close football game. Mm-hmm. Michigan was on the road against their rival, whereas when we're talking about Oregon and Ohio State, Oregon, you know, they went into the horseshoe and they just beat Ohio State. That wasn't even that close of a game. Ohio State made it one at the end, I guess, kind of. But, you know, that, that that's 
two completely different scenarios. And it really made me angry listening to them talk about that and complaining that the playoff committee had it, which I kind of agree with the playoff committee this week, Luke. Yeah, yeah, uh, I I do as well. I still think Michigan could beat Cincinnati, um, so I'm not sure about that one. But we'll find out. Like you said, Big Ten Championship is around the corner. Probably the biggest game for Michigan is next week. But you got to look one game at a time. That's why I like Michigan this week. A couple other key players on DraftKings just before we we get to the end of the episode here. Letty Brown, West Virginia. He's going up against Texas. He's only 6,200, the running back for West Virginia. Texas gives up the third most yards per game and yards per attempt and the second most rushing touchdowns on the slate. And we already know how Texas is prone to giving up a lot of points. Um, you know, the thing about it is, is they gave Devin Neal, or Devin Neal, the running back for Kansas last week, 45.9 DraftKings points. The running back for Kansas scored 45.9 DraftKings points. They, they give up 31.1 after that game per, per on average per game to opposing running backs. I love Letty Brown, especially at 6,200. That's a Steel wall. West Virginia, Letty Brown, big time. And we just talked about it. Michigan versus Maryland. Maryland's defense is absolutely horrendous. Uh, they give up the worst in the slate to running backs. They give up the most points at 34.2 points per game to running backs, which again, most in the slate. Blake Corum is still a hurt, which gives Haskins the bulk of the workload. And he's only 7,600. He had five, tar- five targets and five grabs last week, too. So he's getting involved in the pass game with uh, Blake Corm gone, too. Take Haskins because they're going to be in the lead. They're going to be running it. And he's just going to trample all over him as well as that offensive line of Michigan. So uh, I like Haskins. I like Brown. Those are just a couple other options here, Wall. Well, I, I like what you're saying. But one thing is, if it's a steal, I don't know if I'm going to take him much. I believe in the Ten Commandments, and thou shalt not steal, I believe, is one of them. So maybe oh, I'll okay. stay away from him for that reason. But West Virginia, you know, I, I hope that Texas just takes it to him. I hope they bounce back. I don't know that that will happen, so your pick kind of makes sense. Yeah, uh, we are going to do a captain's showdown this week. We talked about it. Uh, won't have anything to do with our DraftKings League overall points or anything like that, but just something fun. They haven't released the games that they're going to have in the showdown yet, but I'm I'm assuming Oregon-Utah is going to be one of them. I'm hoping SMU-Cincinnati is another one because that would be an interesting showdown pick um, with both teams kind of having some, some good offense and some different players there. But uh, we are going to put one up. Just keep your eyes peeled for our DraftKings League, uh, and I'll post it once we uh, we get a game going. Let's do it, Woj. Michigan, Oregon, baby. It's going to be a good weekend. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. This was the College Football Rundown. We're out.